Oh, it's when show time, all right, and we're not oh. even that late today. We are nine minutes late. Well, sort of. Yeah, eight minutes. Eight minutes. We actually had a pretty fun day today. We did. Um, we spent the last hour and a half gaming together in multiplayer. Yes. On the Nintendo With Virtual these. Boy. Yeah! So that's going to be a video. We're going to talk about it a little bit later because um, I don't know about you, but my headache is actually getting worse. Uh, uh, I don't think mine's getting worse, but okay. I, it's, I'm still extremely aware of it. Yeah, it, uh, it is not a great experience. No. Except for the parts of it that are absolutely outstanding. Yes. It's, oh man, I don't know what to say about it other than um, if you're here for the news about Apple's event this week, then... Uh, we'll get right into that. Haven't you had enough? And you should, you should, yeah. So we'll talk about some of the iPhone stuff and also there's a new iPad and blah, blah, blah. But really, I want to talk about the Apple Arcade service a little bit more and what this means for gaming in general, mobile gaming in particular. Uh, what else we got today? Um, there's... The, the new Switch Fit game, which is important for reasons that we'll get more into later. Yeah. Uh, and SpaceX is deploying satellite broadband across the U.S. next year, which might mean in the next five years. <laughs> or never. <laughs> or, yeah, or that. Uh, also, I ditched my OLED TV at home. Oh. What could have inspired me to do such a thing? You'll find out. Oh, my. After you sit through this ancient intro. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's broken. It's good. Yeah. I still own that sweater, technically. I still own that shirt. Nice. We're extremely fashionable people. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why you should buy merch at ltpstore.com. Yes. That stuff is actually everything that I own that's fashionable. Just gonna say. I don't think fashionable is a strong word. This looks fashionable. Clean. Yeah. That's better than most of my stuff. No, I meant literally clean. Oh, this is also literally Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clean. you just put on what's clean, though. That's my, that's kind of ah, where I was yes, going with it. Don't worry about yes. it. Yes. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. That is how my fashion actually, sense works. aren't you basically down to stuff that fits at all at this point? Because of the washer dryer situation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. why don't you, why, yeah. why don't we, why don't we talk... Okay, you know what? We can do one off-topic thing, then we'll talk okay. about the Apple thing, okay. I promise. My dad is a plumbing instructor, and he doesn't understand, so... Just, I want to put that out there first because it's really weird. Your dad also is responsible for uh, whole room water cooling, the plumbing behind that's it. That's fair. That was that's, my spec, though. That's, yeah. <laughs> he did tell me it was stupid. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah. Okay. It's your dad. You think he didn't tell me that's, it was stupid? That's fair. He was very clear. <laughs> Luke's dad's a badass, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I brought him over to try to figure this out because like my, my sink in my bathroom at home If I turn on one tap one day, it might be cold the next yeah. day. It might be warm if I turn on the other one It's the opposite of what I, but like they rotate randomly and that happens to every tap in the house So Luke lives in a condo just to be yeah, clear. Yeah, yeah, not a house. Yeah um, if I have a shower if it's at like three to seven in the morning, it is always maximum heat no matter what I do. But I have found out that I can trick it a little bit by turning on random taps in the house. And then sometimes it will flip to maximum cold only. There's no other options. Later parts of the day, it's okay. But yeah, you can put it on maximum cold and it's like, nope, 
I'm fully hot. Anyways, this becomes a problem when, you know, all the water sources are affected and you get to the washer dryer. Because you put it on the cold. The dryer's fine. Yeah, the dryer is no problem. But you put the washing machine on cold and your clothes come out steaming. And it's like, well, that wasn't intended. Um, so, and then you wash some stuff that's the right size. And it's no longer the right size. Or you wash some stuff that's red. And, and now other things are also kind of red. Which I've never had to deal with. Are you sure you're not just an idiot? Uh, yeah. Okay. The only <laughs> look, reason why look, I'm going to defend this. Look, it, it does raise some questions. You don't know which it's tap fair. is. Are you forgetting from day to day? I, I, my roommate and my girlfriend have experienced the same thing. Most of my friends that I brought over being like, look, have experienced the same thing. Okay. Are you sure your and, roommate and, and your <laughs> girlfriend and all your friends are not idiots? My girlfriend's not an idiot. Because I haven't been there. Myself and my roommate are maybe... Maybe sometimes, um, but also my dad has seen it and I'm it's just, blown his brain. I'm just teasing. I'm he just he teasing. had a theory that the pipes are too close to each other, so mm-hmm. the hot pipe might heat transfer. But that doesn't make sense because you shouldn't end up. You shouldn't. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be able be to be swappable. hot. Yeah. yeah. You should be able to have two warm taps. That was his initial theory, and by the time he left the house, he was like, "I don't know. I'm done. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. Peace. Something, something weird's going on." Um, yeah, that was that was very odd. So a significant amount of my clothes don't don't fit anymore. But so let's talk about the Apple event. Did you watch the keynote? I watched some of it. I was busy. That's more than I watched. It was during a work shift. I so. have legitimately gotten to the point where my CEO ness is so inescapable that I actually assigned underlings more than one underling to watch the Apple event for me and then provide me with a summary. That's awesome. That is super legit. It's like an hour and a half. I I don't have an hour and a half, because the thing too is if you're going to watch it, you can't really just have it half on or you're gonna miss the demos and stuff. Like if I'm watching an Apple event, and I do sometimes. You can do it half on. I, I, I find it tough because, okay, well, hold on a second. Because I'm not talking about efficiency from like a personal standpoint. I'm talking about efficiency from a company-wide standpoint. Mm. If I'm watching it, then I'm going to watch it. Everyone else, be doing your friggin' work. Because I'm watching the Apple event, I'll let you know if anything interesting happens. If I'm not watching it, then someone else needs to be watching it and making notes and filling me in. If I am half watching it, then I'm going to miss stuff. And okay. so I can't fill in anyone, and okay. they can't fill in me because I'm clearly not like making detailed notes as I go. So I might as well be filming a completely different video, which is exactly what I was doing, and someone else can just tell me about it. I had a call like midway through it, so I couldn't really watch it properly right. at all. And then when it wasn't the call, I had it on like a side monitor, but I was super focused on other things. So, like, I got some vague stuff. I was roughly trying to pay attention to the iPad things because my mom needs an iPad for work. So I was like, is there an iPad coming? Yes. Is it reasonably priced? Is it sort of okay? Actually, yes. Seems great. Yeah, new iPad actually looks great. Yeah, because, well, it's even more great because she was going to buy one, and I was like, wait, don't, because they're probably going to release one, and they're probably going to price replace it. She was like, okay, waited, like, three days, and then the announcement came. Woo! It was awesome. So yeah, there's a new entry-level iPad. It has thinner bezels. It's 330 bucks. The iPhone 11 is basically a 10R, but like more, more better. Um, so 
they changed the naming scheme, which is yes. annoying, but they probably improved the naming scheme. I think they really did. Yeah. There's a lot of people making fun of them for Pro Max. Even we did. It sounds like a it sounds like a protein supplement or something. Yes. It, like it, it sounds like something you can buy in like a bottle that's like this big. Like but it might have a handle. But on that it. has like six servings in it because you're supposed <laughs> to eat like so much of it. Um, uh, David was showing me this like gigantic bottle of like protein cheesy poofs that he has. <laughs> And I'm like, so I ate one. I'm like, mm, yeah, I got some protein or something. He's like, yeah, it's probably not that much. And I'm, it was literally, hey, hey David, yeah. how much was in each cheesy poof? Like one gram or something? Less than one gram. Less than a gram. So, so you'd have to eat like handfuls of this stuff in order to actually take in a, a, like an appreciable amount of protein. Um, like it sounds like something like that. But yeah. honestly, iPhone 11 as the basic now, which... I guess, I don't know if they did that on purpose or by accident. I'm not sure, but I like it, to be honest. Because the iPhone 8 was, like, the basic yes. one when the iPhone 10 launched. It was like, okay, we'll just buy the last Gen 1 then. Yeah. Um, the Max branding has existed for a long time, so okay. Um, and, and then like we've got they brought Pro. Pro. Pro made sense, like... A thousand years ago. They probably just should have called the iPhone 10 the iPhone 8 Pro. Yeah. Like, then we could have just skipped all this crap. Actually, that would have worked perfectly. We could have had so, an iPhone 10 Pro, an iPhone 9 Pro, and an iPhone now 11 Pro. I completely agree, but I'm going to jump slightly on the other, slightly on the other side. It's not actually the other side. I'm going to adjust my position on this side. I don't know how to call it. Whoa, go. okay, uh, there we go. Position adjustment. Yeah. No, no, um, is in the frame. We yeah. <laughs> always hammer on people for terrible naming schemes. We do. And I feel extremely justified every time. Yeah, because they're bad. Because they are terrible. They're terrible. And they should feel bad Intel, about it. Intel, are you watching? Yes. You should feel bad. Yes. NVIDIA, are you watching? Yes. You should feel super. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> super bad. Yeah. Yeah. This time, I agree... They could have done it better, all this other kind of stuff, but they did it, and I prefer it this way. Yes. So I want to make sure Rip that they... the Band-Aid off. Yeah. Do it right. Yeah. And to Apple's credit, I think the iPhone is one of the few things in their lineup that has a naming scheme that I can get behind. Because the problem that I have with their other stuff, where on the surface it makes sense, you've got the MacBook, you've got the MacBook Pro. This one is for people who want to browse Facebook, and this one is for people who want to browse Facebook but look like a baller while they do it. <laughs> um, so you've got, you've got this clear segmentation, but the issue is that with the MacBook, they refuse to differentiate the models year by year. So with the iPhone, yeah. they have finally got it down. The suffixes make sense. The generation of the product is clear. Yep. And... I applaud. That's not even a slow clap. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, that was I, probably horrible. I'm sorry. I applaud. I applaud. There you go. Very nice. Now yeah. I look like the monkey with the... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, so, yeah, good job. Um, the notch is still here. That I applaud less. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, finally, thicker phones with bigger batteries. That I applaud yeah. again. Yeah. Real, real this applause. Is weird applause. But I know, down. right? Apple's like doing things right. I'm no USB-C. Yeah, that gets less applause. Um, the Watch Series 5 has an always-on display. I feel like I covered that in my like coverage of this. I want to talk about the Apple Arcade subscription. 
So there is no shortage of companies that are trying to get into gaming as a service. You've got Microsoft, you've got Ubisoft, you've got EA, uh, you've got every um, sort of free-to-play uh, battle royale developer. So uh, you've, got, you've got Epic. Everyone wants you to subscribe to a season of a game or to subscribe to a package of games that you have access to. You've got NVIDIA with their, uh, what do they call it? Uh, 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 I don't remember. Game stream? Is it game? No, I thought game stream was just like um, game now. GeForce now. GeForce now. I uh, do they still call it that though? Yeah, GeForce now. I think. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Who cares? So you've got GeForce Nvidia's now. thing, um, where they're where there's where so where all the games and there's all these different ways to tackle it, right? So you've got individual mm -hmm. games where they want you to buy like a, a season's worth of uh, cosmetics or uh, or upgrades or DLC or whatever the case may be. Yeah, you've, like Borderlands. After they said they wouldn't. Yeah, you've got game publishers. Uh, like your Ubisofts and your EAs of the world that want you to just buy a subscription to their game launcher yes. that gives you all the, the hottest titles or some of the hottest titles or some pretty hot titles and then well, you could buy that other stuff too uh, so that you feel like you've got a, a compelling package of games to play and it's constantly being refreshed. Um, this way you are paying for access to the software uh, but you don't necessarily own the software. Game developers want to get away from that paradigm. A dedicated servers, ha! Patches that you can just like download and install on your own. Ha ha! Discs that have like the software loaded on it so that maybe you could still play it in 10 or 20 years. Ha! What an idiot. You're an idiot. Um, then you've got Microsoft Sad. where they've got sort of a, a combination of both. They want you to pay for like online access in general so you can like multiplayer game. And then you've got also, you want they want you to pay for like more, much more premium versions so that you can have all of these games that you can access. Um, then you've got the, the services like GeForce Now, where you're paying for just access to games and also access to not have to pay for your own hardware. So that's something that Google is also targeting with Stadia. Um, so, you're, so it's like a subscription to hardware that lives in a data center and it streams to you. Apple's approach is completely different. So what they're doing is they're taking some of what's good about other approaches, like um, this, this Netflix model, where you've got a constant stream of revenue that supports further gaming development. So it could be uh, refreshed titles or added content to the games that are already in the library. So you've got this, this revenue model that quite frankly makes way more sense for game developers. But Unlike services like Stadia or GeForce Now, where it's streaming from a server, it runs on your local device. But unlike services like um, uh, those you'd find from EA or Ubisoft, it is not like AAA titles that are being sort of bundled into this service. It's mobile games. So. What's your gut reaction to this? They're going to have 100 plus games right out of the bat. They've worked with third-party developers. It's $5 a month after the first month. It's, dare I say, kind of cheap. Reasonably priced. Yeah. Where's the Apple the Apple tax here? I was going to say honestly, if usually if I want a game on my phone, it's cuz I'm stuck somewhere. I don't have access to my Switch. I don't have access to my laptop. I don't have access to my desktop. So I'm, I'm caught waiting for something, probably for like a couple hours, and there's nothing to do, and I'm just on my phone, and I'm tired of Twitter now, and I've done all the work I can do on my phone, and yep. whatever else. 
and I look through my phone and I go, I don't really want to play anything. I check the free-to-play section of the store. This all looks like cancer and free to the transactions and all this kind of stuff. So being able to just pay five bucks and have a bunch of games and there's no more microtransactions, that sounds like a very reasonable solution. That's the beauty of it to me, is that Apple is taking a, a, a subgenre of gaming that I think a lot of more traditional gamers like you and me are quite dismissive of because yeah. I, I find the experience really frustrating. Like what, do you, what sorry, what? I can't, I can't play the next level until I wait eight hours or buy some like, I, I don't know, you know, stupid silver. I like games where progression. Sparkly uranium tokens or whatever. Like, <laughs> I like games where progression is either skill or yeah. effort. Sure. I'm down with either of those. If it's like, oh, I just wait or, oh, I just pay money. It's like, okay, neither of those things are interesting. Both of those things really pull me out of the experience. Yes. They're, 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 they're non-immersive. They, they make me acutely aware that what I'm doing right now is quite literally wasting time yes i am i am actually actively waiting yes i am i'm watching paint dry it's it's not a great experience and apple has clearly identified this problem with the gaming platform that they have identified as their future in gaming apple has made no move to make mac os uh more of a, a no. gaming centric platform so ios is the way forward for them and to their credit iOS ha gets a ton of attention from gaming developers. It is generating a ton of revenue for game, well, game developers and Apple themselves. Like it is by any measure a successful business, but what it is is a pretty crappy gaming experience. So they've identified this problem and created a solution that now, even if game developers aren't leveraging individually, they now have to compete with. Yeah. They have to compete with the idea that for $5 a month with no microtransactions, you can just have a library of mobile games to play on your iPad or your iOS. And uh, shared your with iOS, on your iPad or your iPhone. And shared with five ma family members. Yeah, so it's basically if you can find five family members or five friends even and get one subscription, it's a dollar a month. Yeah. That is like not a lot. No. If had, you have a modern iPhone, yeah. you can probably afford that. I had people saying in the chat here that they're like, if it's not free, I'm not interested. A dollar a that's month the whole, is like... That's the whole problem. That's yeah, the whole reason why mobile, mobile games, games are terrible. Sucks. Yes. I hate that mentality. I actually really hate that mentality. Every, like, for a while there, when a whole bunch of MMOs were coming out, yep. like Elder Scrolls Online and all that other yep. kind of stuff, every single time when they hadn't announced if it was free to play or not, I was like, please be subscription-based. Because it's free-to-play, it will be trash. And it happens every time. I absolutely hate that. There is room for some free games. League of Legends works. Sure. Yep. There are other games that work as well. Yep. But like, on a whole, I, especially with mobile games, they're built to manipulate you. They're built to be a waiting game where they hit you with dopamine, so you just keep waiting, but you're not like accomplishing anything. There's no skill, there's no effort, all this kind of stuff. It's just, oh, I, uh, I set an alarm so that I could wake up exactly when this thing finished building or whatever, and then I could press the button twice, and then I went back to sleep. Like, I was really enjoying this uh, tiny tower game <sighs> until I reached that point in the game where it was yeah. like, yeah, they expect me to, what, what is this, like 90s TV? 
Like I like I have to schedule my life around content. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. Yeah. And then like freaking year is it? Little like, mobile game. I like uh, there's there's room for that kind of stuff, but I hate the mentality of if it isn't free, I'm not interested. So if, if you don't have the money, I totally get that. But there's great games out there, like TF2 like League of Legends that yep. you can go play that are still that other style, but that's not the most popular version of free games. I just need to, you know, especially on a phone. So, I mean, obviously the title of this video, I'm making fun of Apple a little bit for one of their exclusive titles. So sure. the games in, in this um, Apple Arcade will be Apple exclusive. Uh, one of their exclusive titles being Frogger. Uh, it what, looks, like really? a pretty, looks like a pretty cool Frogger. Okay. Okay. No, it's a, Konami developed it. Like it's okay. yeah, it's, it's Frogger, sure. but like more better. Um, but in all seriousness, I am actually really happy about this because every once in a while, you know, whether it's uh, pushing the industry towards caring more about color accuracy in displays or uh, pixel density in displays, um, Apple leads, or or whatever else, Apple will make a move that forces the entire rest of the industry to react. And this is the kind of thing that the developer of a game that runs on an Android device might look at this and not care. But Google has to pay attention to this. And if Google reacts in some way that puts pressure on Android developers, that will be a net positive for gamers everywhere. So I'm a fan. Yeah, and speaking of I net like positive, they copied Link. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Um, the, shoot, I don't think our screen share to you is uh, is working right now, so I'm just going to bring up the, the thing. Yeah. Yeah, basically, one of the games has Link as a character, and it's they should be embarrassed. There's also, like, Lego Brawls looks like it could be really cool, actually. It's a multiplayer, like, fighting game. Yeah, that looks pretty sweet. Yeah. Here we go. This is the site. That, oh, it was Link. I saw Link for a second there. If you scroll down, you can find yeah, it. Yeah, uh, hold on. We'll find the, the dedicated big picture of Link. Games that redefine games. Okay. There's a few different Lego games, apparently. Lego Art House is another one. I do wonder if Tim Cook has ever played a game. <laughs> Sonic Racing? <laughs> okay. So maybe some of it's going to be cringe. But there's a good chance that at least some of it will be good. Yeah. I'm going to try it out. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. All right, next topic. Um, actually, this is really interesting because we just mentioned that one of the ways that you could get your Apple Arcade subscription for cheaper is by sharing it with friends. I mean, that's a paradigm that I'm sure you're well familiar with. <laughs> he piggybacks on my Google Play Music subscription. <laughs> I was actually looking at this and going, damn, it's only for five. <laughs> I might not be able to be included. <laughs> Maybe they're too young. Maybe I'll get some more years you out of it. You are such a doof. <laughs> so Luke is technically in my family, yeah. according to Google. Because <laughs> yeah. um, he's in my family plan. I'm, I may have to... I'm at my max now. I've got my aunt, my sister, um, my wife, my son, and you in there. I think we're getting dangerously close to the limit. Oh, man. And you're the first one on the chopping block. Oh, I understand. Those. I fully get so, it. So, like, when, if my daughter gets a phone or something and they haven't, like, increased the limit or something, then you, you might get, you might actually have to pay your $8 a month or whatever That's it costs. horrible. I probably won't do it. I love <laughs> it's awesome. 
Um, I'll probably just manually put music on my phone again. Anyway, apparently this same problem with people sharing subscriptions is a problem for Spotify that they have decided to stop ignoring. Uh, I mean, I'm sure they've been aware of it for a long time, yeah. but basically, here's the summary. This was posted by someone on the forum, and they're saying, as part of an effort to detect fraud and abuse of their premium family program, Spotify wants to know where you live or to obtain your location data. So the premium family program is a $15 a month plan for up to six people with the condition being, and this is in the T's and C's, even if it's something they haven't enforced, uh, the condition being that they all live at the same address. Um, in August, the company That's, updated its terms and conditions for premium family subscribers, requiring that they provide location data from time to time to ensure that they are actually all in the same family. That's not necessarily how family works. Yeah. Like, my aunt doesn't live at my house, but she is certainly my family, my, so is my sister. None of my family live in my house. Yeah. So now, with that said, the definition of family, as someone who actually like has their own family, I run into this a fair bit. Wow. The defi well, no, no, I mean, you don't have kids. <laughs> I know what you mean. Doesn't You're not mean even have... mad about that. Uh, no, I'm so, not. <laughs> so the definition of family, if you actually start digging into the T's and C's, varies okay. a significant amount. Like the way that Google defines family versus the way Spotify defines family versus the way that science world defines family. Right, yeah. Everyone has different a different threshold for how immediate family needs to be. Even and how, what the maximum number of family members you're allowed to have is. My my family, my like my where with my parents that family, not with my kids that family. Okay. So my parents had five kids. So we were seven. We were a fully loaded minivan when we went places. And there were a lot of places where my mom, bless her heart, would um, get pushy about how many people should be allowed in when you are a family. Uh. Because most places cap it at either four or five. It's, the world is designed for four. Two parents, two kids. As soon as you have five, you don't fit at the table at the food court. Think yeah, about it, right? Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. You and, need two tables for yeah. like everything, or you need two passes or whatever else. Um, you know, cars, you don't actually fit comfortably anymore. No. So, so someone's got that middle that like seat that. in the back. Um, so it doesn't surprise me that they would have this kind of, um, you know, stipulation, family with an asterisk. Now, you looked up family. Okay, yes, what's the definition this is actually very interesting. Hit. There are two noun definitions for family. Really? And they contradict each other really heavily. Uh, specifically in this scenario. The first one is a group consisting of parents and children living together in a household. Number two is all the descendants of a common ancestor. They are actual opposites and they completely counter. So like Spotify is going with definition one. Yes. And I went with definition two. Right. They are both definitions of the word family. Okay, then. So I wanted to, like, call them out and be like, that's not the definition of family. And then so they're, I was they're wrong thinking and more right. like, You're thinking more like family tree. Yes. All right. So when you sign up for the family plan, Spotify will ask those on the plan to provide the company a home address using Google Maps. Every person added to the plan will have to do the same or enable location services for Spotify on their devices. The Spotify said it doesn't use that home location for advertising and that it doesn't store the data for internal use. So wait, you could just say I live here and then you're done? Because it says or. Hmm. 
Once verification of a family member's home address is completed, we do not store their location data or track their location at any time. But it also said that they want to require people to provide location data from time to time. <laughs> the policy overlooks families that aren't living together. It's like we discussed this. So, yeah. like, I mean, obviously, um, adult children and their adult parents, I could see companies being like, you know what? You're all that doesn't count. you're all working ass but people. But what if you're in, you what if you're a boarding school kid? Yeah, exactly. But if you're someone who's away at college, who legitimately or is still a dependent, even if you don't live at the same address, uh, that's that's pretty lame. But not even not even college. So what if okay. you're like boarding middle school? Here we go. So they could ask for location data to check for fraud from time to time, but didn't specify when or how frequently those checks would happen. Uh, this also poses the problem of Spotify inadvertently tracking children and minors who aren't legally able to consent or object. You have to be 13 to use or sign up for Spotify. Um, oh, that's interesting. So my kids are allowed to use Google Play Music. I guess it doesn't matter because they don't need to collect location data. Yeah. Fascinating. Speaking of fascinating, our sponsor, Ridge Wallet. Yeah. With Ridge Wallet, you can stop carrying pointless items around like receipts, old hotel room keys, or spent gift cards. The Ridge Wallet is designed to help you carry less. It uses two metal plates that are bound by a strong elastic that keeps your cards tightly together but still accessible. And Ridge Wallets are RFID blocking. So you can't uh, have your cards read by a skimmer who's hanging around next to you. They're available in aluminum, carbon fiber, this one's pretty sick, and titanium, and you can use offer code LTTSEPTEMBER to save 10% at ridgewallet.com slash LTT. Also sponsoring the show today, private internet access. PIA is the VPN that you should just use. It's kind of yeah. awesome. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever confessed this, I was a paying PIA customer while we were still partnered with TunnelBear. Okay, so was I. I don't know if you knew that or not. I didn't. Because we used it for Floatplane. Yeah. Um, I just used it personally. I was still okay with... Yeah, I don't know. TunnelBear was fine. What TunnelBear was was different. It was... Simple. Yes. It was so simple that... And that was honestly... That was it a was of like brain dead simple. Like I could give it to my mom to use. Yes. Whereas PIA... I mean, it's slightly more advanced. It's if, easy if you enough took, to use, but it's also a more advanced product. Like, if, there's a lot of customizability that you can do if you want. If you took like two minutes yeah. of your own time, you could set it up for them. Yes. But it's also kind of pretty easy. Yes. Yeah. So private internet access uh, supports a variety of VPN protocols and types of encryption. It's available for Windows, Mac OS, Android, iOS, Linux, and Google Chrome. You can connect up to five devices at the same time. Not that we're endorsing the um, sharing accounts paradigm. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> well, they were traveling. Um, their apps include DNS leak protection and IPv6 leak protection, and they've got an internet kill switch that will block all traffic if the VPN becomes disconnected Super unexpectedly. Important. Check it out today at lmg.gg slash PIAWAN. Yeah, torrenters are definitely into that kill switch. Because, the kill switch uh, is very important. Just in general, the kill switch in, is important. In general. But I could see torrenters being pretty into that feature. Sure. Um, but it's important for everybody. The show is also brought to you by Savage Jerky. Savage. Ooh. Oh, you want the That's, moho? Oh, yeah. All right. Moho is my, was my first love. I'm oh, that's the, my actual favorite. You, have you not tried that? I have tried it. I'm going to okay. do the mojo jalapeno today. It's very People good. have been getting mad at me about eating on the show. So if I open up this pack of maple buffalo bacon, I will end up eating for the rest of the show. So I am 
I'm trying to be nice. There was comments on the last WAN show about how you started off with people being like, oh, people don't like when I eat on the show. And then you end the show with shoving an entire fistful of bacon into your face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it felt like a waste. Because I really like the maple buffalo bacon. But, like, just cramming it in your food hole, you're not appreciating it properly. Yeah. I like to, I actually like to go slow with it, which is why I end up eating it for the entire rest of the show. It's not actually a ton of bacon. Like, savage jerky's not cheap, but it is delicious. Heck, my talking points are gone. Whatever, it doesn't matter. They've got a bunch of different flavors of jerky, all different levels of heat from very tolerant, tolerable all the way to like, wow, you're punishing yourself. Um, go, go for it. You go ham. You do your thing. It's basically your range. Like, Moho is really mild. I like spice, but Moho is really good because I like the garlic, lime, cilantro, all that kind of stuff. It just tastes great. They're made with high quality ingredients without nitrates, and they also have other products like their spice rub and their hot sauces. Their hot sauces are freaking delicious. You can use offer code LTT to save 10% on all their products at lmg.gg slash savage jerky. That yellow one, it's pineapple something, the, the sauce. Mm. I think it's barbecue sauce. Carolina habanero pineapple. Yeah, barbecue sauce. Brought that camping was very good. It was absolutely fantastic. Oh, oh shoot. Oh, Sorry. Oh boy. Ah, wrong, wrong keyboard. keyboard. You might have to YubiKey that as well. Yeah, it's pretty annoying. Uh, do you want to do the next topic? Yeah, I'm trying to pick one real quick. Do you want to talk about the virtual way? Sure. Or your OLED? Oh. Okay, I don't have enough concentration while I'm logging in. Okay, okay. so Virtual Boy, we've been we've been waiting to film this video for I think at least two years. At least two years? No. Over a year for sure. Over a year, at least over a year. Yeah, uh, this is not mine actually. This is the one that Linus Media Group acquired from someone who's quite amazing and did a bunch of modifications to it that are like really clean. That's one thing I want to point out too is it was done very well. That is a heavily modded Virtual Boy. We actually borrowed it from, um, I think they have a YouTube channel? I, I I'm, can, just, I'm just gonna double check. I can basically guarantee you though, if you handed this to someone who didn't know it was modded, they wouldn't think it was modded. Yeah, uh, retro RGB. Yeah, freaking awesome. Actually, I wonder if uh, he did a, a video about it. Uh, retro RGB, yeah, uh, streamed hyperfighting live. So, here. So Luke actually already owned a Virtual Boy, and yeah. he kind of brought it to work and was like, hey, do we want to do a video about this thing? Uh, it's like kind of a, it's kind of a curiosity at this point, because they didn't sell a ton of them. It was sort of unanimously agreed on that it was bad. Yeah. Um, but it was also, like so many of the things Nintendo does, so different and so far ahead of its time that it's sort of it's sort of worth um, looking back at just to see. Here we are now. Where did we come from? And like under, getting a better understanding of that. Like it's 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 almost successful in a way that it is now 2019, and you and I are looking at this thing, fascinated, and we had a solid amount of fun. And I still have a headache. But like. <laughs> But it's just, it's a very, very interesting device. So what's really cool about the video we just did is, oh, sorry, I'm eating again. This one is really good. Yep. Yep. Okay. All right, I'm done. So what's really cool <laughs> about this thing 
is that, oh, sorry, I bit into a seed. That's really hot. <laughs> I'm not sure what direction he's going in, so I'm I can't crying. step in. Yeah, it's fine. There's a bunch of really interesting There's stuff. There's a bunch of really it. cool stuff. So uh, what was really cool about our video is that the Virtual Boy was launched and then discontinued, I think just over a year later. So a bunch of the stuff that they promised, including apparently a strap, that would like keep it against your face so you didn't have to rest it on a table and like lean into it like this. Um, and that also included multiplayer support, just never materialized. But thanks to homebrew retro gamers, you guys are amazing. Um, the game that actually shipped with the console, Mario's Tennis, not to be confused with Mario Tennis, which yeah was an N64 game, if I recall correctly. Yeah. That was the first one, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Mario's Tennis. Um, I forget how I started this sentence. Whatever. Mario's Tennis was actually modded by the community. Uh, actually, a particular member, I think, did the vast majority of the work on it. And what they did was they actually took latent code that existed on the cartridge and activated it. Then... Flashed that to you can get these. Uh, what's the Virtual Boy like flash cartridge called? Flash Boy. Okay, so there's this Flash Boy 2 thing that you can use to program homebrew games flash Boy Plus. or Flash Boy Plus or modified games. Put it in, and boom, multiplayer works. So in the video, Luke and I get to have what is not just like a, a decades old gaming experience, but a decades old gaming experience that actually didn't exist at the time. We get to play yeah. multiplayer. Mario's tennis, and it's pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. I did too. It I was legitimately, legitimately very fun. Had a lot of fun. Yes, but uh, like I also, have a headache. I also have a headache. Yeah. I think we did play it a little bit too long because yeah. we turned the game off and back on, so we didn't get the like warning that you should stop playing. Fifteen minutes should not be too long for a game. The experience has some issues. I also think uh, if we turned the game on and like looked away for a while and then went into it, it might have been better. Because when it's like first starting, I'm not going to get necessarily into why, because you should watch the video. But when it's first starting, it's a little bit more jarring. Yeah. I think we can tell them why. It's because there's these mirrors vibrating back and forth. <laughs> yeah, you can hear them. <laughs> and it takes a little while for the image to kind of like get right. So it's kind of jarring. It's like. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like when your when your VR headset loses tracking for a little bit. Yeah. And you're like looking over here, and it's like up there, and it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. like okay, I yeah. was fine. Now I'm sick. Thank <laughs> yeah. you for that. And it's all black and red images, which is just kind of intense. It's pretty bad. Like, yeah. with that said, I was impressed by the stereo 3D effect. <laughs> I mean, I was eventually too. Honestly, I prefer. <laughs> I prefer it to the 3DS. Yeah, I think it works better. The 3DS gave me nausea. Like I never enjoyed the 3DS. Almost immediately. What could they possibly have been thinking? Like I never, I never had a 3DS. So I had a, I had a DS. Played a ton of Mario Kart on that thing until I broke my trigger fingers because that's what happens when you play a ton of Mario Kart on a DS. Um, and then I just like never, like fixed it or any, I never got a new one. Anyway, so I had a DS, and then I didn't do the 3DS thing, because I just, like, I had a kid or something. I forget what the exact timing is, but it just, I was busy. Um, and then the first time, I actually, aside from, I think I walked past, like, a display unit and, like, 
Future Shop or something, and I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of weird. And like, I looked at it, but that was it. The first time I really like tried to play a game with it was a couple weeks ago. Oh. Uh, Brandon lent me his um, his 3DS to play Fire Emblem Awakening because there's a new one out that's apparently really good. And I was like, oh, believe it or not, I've like you know, I, casually talking, I've never played a Fire Emblem game. And he's like, what? It's Brandon, like his Brandon's whole thing. super into Fire yeah. Emblem. Anyway, I think I I, so like I turned it on more. and like. You you moved. How could you possibly think that a stereo effect that relies on the eyes being in a fixed position is a good idea on a handheld device? I mean, it kind of helps that you have to like shove your face into the Virtual Boy. Yeah, because it positions you correctly. Sorry, it's help. awkward when you have to like play a game like this, but it does position you correctly. And eat really quietly. This is really good. <laughs> go go over here. But yeah, it, it was it was really fun actually. Um, it's I, I think I genuinely think a big part of the fun is playing some weird derpy game on a weird derpy device, multiplayer. Weird derpy controllers with weird derpy controllers, multiplayer. Yeah, they have D pads on each side. Yeah, there's a D pad here and here. I realize you can't see that that well, but there's D pads on both sides, which is odd. And then the start and select are the exact same format as the A and B. Yeah, and you can't see the controller because you're, you're in, a in thing. the thing and then there's triggers on the back but they're not labeled oh they are just left and right and they didn't sure. do anything in any of the games we played did they they did in the uh oh, hyper fighter hyper fighter oh, okay yeah yeah so are you actually going to fix your virtual boy yeah are you yeah probably is it going to be like the shelves is it going to take 18 months it might <laughs> i've got other i've been doing one major project for my house thing, apartment, whatever, every weekend. Well, now you're doing a koi pond, is that right? Yeah. Why koi pond? So, my girlfriend went a little uh, plant crazy out of nowhere, and we now own uh, 40 plants. What? Most of them are really small. I have a hard time imagining you owning a single plant. I don't, right? They're like hers. And I have technically owned Exactly one singular plant since around 2013 and is still alive. I thought I lost it when I moved, but it's in my parents' garage and I haven't bothered to pick it up yet. But I guarantee you it is still alive. In because your parents' garage. I have, With all the light I in have, your parents' garage. I have forgotten that thing behind stuff. Nick knows. I have forgotten that thing behind stuff for like a year at a time and it's still alive. It's no, just Nick an, agrees with me. It's an, Remember the aloe vera plant? Oh, it's an aloe vera plant. That part... It is still a plant! That barely it counts. It still counts. Anyways, I'm not in charge it's of these. It's literally a cactus. <laughs> it's a plant. It's a plant. It's green. Yeah, it's in it's kingdom... In kingdom whatever... <laughs> kingdom planta or whatever the... Yeah, yeah. As long as it's not an aloe vera mixed with alcohol plant. Yeah, oh. Oh, that, yeah. That was, yeah, that was a terrible time. But, um, yeah, so we have a bajillion plants now. And then uh, she wanted to do something with the deck. And she knows you can get fake ones, right, that you don't have to water? Apparently she's, like, against that now. And she's, like, on some, I, I don't know. She's she's super into it. Whatever. whatever so. She doesn't watch WAN show. You can speak freely here. No, I am. I just, okay, for her, she's into something, and I think that's cool. Okay. And it makes the house look better. And like plants and water and stuff smells good. So yeah, like it the house nice. the house looks and smells good. Okay. So sweet. Was she sending you a message? I don't I genuinely don't think so. 
but maybe. Are you finding out what that beeping is? Sounds like a UPS. It's probably annoying to the WAN show peeps. That's that's yeah. Nick, by the way, which means he's probably here so that I will tell you guys about, merch. about LTTstore.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, it's good stuff. Uh, LTT Stealth Hoodie is back in stock. We have all sizes in stock. I have personally confirmed that the phone pocket fits the uh, Galaxy Note 10 Plus. Oh. It's a little tight. It fits. But that's not bad because it's that phone pocket is designed to like hold your phone in place yeah, anyways. It's a little tight, but dang it, it fits. Uh, we've also got the very popular Ram t-shirt. This one has been a smash hit thanks to David's excellent modeling, of course. <laughs> uh, this is my favorite. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> it's like, wow. Okay, hard drive shirt is now one of our uh, now one of our top sellers. Remember, if your friends aren't nerdy, they'll think you have a cool record player shirt. Or DJ shirt, if you're not 80 years old. Yeah, DJ shirt. <laughs> processor, also a good one. I love the processor one. Sorry for this. Sorry, oh, sorry. Uh, also, ugh. here's Dennis naked. Oh, sorry, sorry. They're amazing, though. If you're really though. sorry, you should check out our Twitter right now. They're super comfortable. Yeah. No, I'm not that sorry. <laughs> I saw that. There's a really disturbing picture on our Twitter there right is. now. Uh, the water oh, bottle's no, awesome. There's a new picture. Uh, I saw that oh, one, too. Okay. The Dennis one. Yep. No. What? There's another there's a picture? There's picture of you in your underwear, dude. What? <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm not going to subject you guys to this if it's really awful, but I do have to go on our Twitter right now and find out what my I team just is power tweeting. That down? Uh, no, the best thing to do is plug it into plug the wall. It. Well, it's plugged in, but it's on CASA, I think. Okay, so. you just press the button on the CASA module. Okay. okay, so you guys, I don't want you to take this out of context, okay? Um, is that even a real, like, are you actually even holding that laptop? Oh, yeah. Okay, it's not like photoshopped in. Yeah, so it I looks photoshopped in. I told Alex we need to do a, we need to do a picture like one of the things we're trying to do is we're trying to have a little a few more like we're trying to have more fun moments in the videos. Uh, sorry, I'll make you I won't make you keep looking at that. Okay. We're trying to have more fun moments in the videos, like things that are kind of jiffable, you know? And so there's a line in the video about the the new Alienware M15 where we talk about how it's sexy. And I was like, yeah, it's like a jiffable moment. We should just do like a sexy dance with the M15. And I had intended, I had intended to wear the underwear. That was my intent. The tie and the hat is his doing. Okay. Um, so if you guys don't want to experience that, I can't say that I recommend our Alienware M15 video. <laughs> but, um, Hey, you can never say that I wasn't honest with you before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I ditched my OLED. Yeah, why? Okay, I'll explain why. Because I, I don't, yeah. One of the main reasons that I have been such an advocate of OLED is that I can't stand the, the black glow. The, glo the gray glow mm -hmm. when, it, when the screen is supposed to be black. Yeah. It drives me nuts. I find it very immersion breaking. Okay. Now, obviously, I can live with it. I haven't, I haven't gone so, so 2019 soft that I, I, I am simply too triggered by a black screen on an LCD that I must leave, that I have to leave the room. Like, it's not like that. Um, but if I don't have to have that, I will certainly choose something that doesn't have it. Okay. Perfect blacks. Amazing. Yeah. 
So one of the things that bugs me so most. So you're not like ditching your current OLED for a new OLED? No. Okay. I have ditched OLED in my living room for the first time in years now. Okay. Okay. So one of the things that drives me most crazy is the black bars in letterboxed content okay. when they're gray. Yeah. So that instead of just seeing the content and nothing else, you've got the content with a gray buffer with a black wall behind it because presumably you are not a monster and you have turned out the lights in your living room in order to properly enjoy a film. <laughs> um, so it drives me absolutely crazy. So I took home ASUS's PG65U BFGD, big format gaming display, which is like a year and a half late now. I, I, I don't know. I've been like waiting for this thing. It feels like forever. They seem to be pretty late with displays a lot. Yeah. Just, just putting that out there. It seems to be the ones they're partnered with NVIDIA on. <laughs> That's fair. Because <laughs> yeah. other than that. That's accurate. They kind of launch things when they say they're going to. That's accurate. Um, anyway, so I took it home and True. I have to say, they have done a great job of the full array local dimming. I can find scenarios where it is noticeable. Okay. I can create scenario, I, like that, I can create a scenario where it's noticeable. Move a mouse cursor around on anything dark and you can see the halo following around yeah. the cursor. But I have to give them credit. One of the things that I didn't do properly when we evaluated the HP Omen X Imperium or whatever it was called, uh, was view it from a more realistic angle. I was always looking at it flat, like a monitor, or even like standing above it, because it was just like sitting on a desk in the office. Okay. And they actually tuned it to be viewed from slightly below, because that's where most people position their TVs. Whether they're someone who puts it on their console and then sits on a couch. Or up on a wall. Or whether they put it up on a wall. Yeah. Or if they're one of those complete monsters who puts it like above their fireplace. It's wrong. It's wrong and you're wrong. I might be mounting mine to my standing desk above my monitors. So I can well, lower, lower my standing desk Wait. as much as possible. So oh. when you sit on the couch, you can watch it more better. Because I don't have space. You know, you might be a legitimate use case for an 8K TV. You could just create virtual monitors on your 8K TV. And then when you want to watch TV, you just watch TV. Yeah. So Microsoft actually, okay, I'm completely changing topics here. Um, Power Toys. Microsoft just brought back Power Toys, which I am personally very excited about. Um, and two of the ones that they have just announced are, dang it, where can I, where is this? Here, whatever. Here's an article from The Verge. Um, so one of them, actually, they're, they're both really cool. Fancy Zones. This is sick. So you, it's like, it's like arrow snapping on like steroids. Whoa. So here's a whole bunch of different options Whoa. for dividing up your desktop. And then if you go further in, you can actually customize it. No, no, where's the custom one? No. I mean, this is already very cool, but there's a customization option later that they show where you can, yeah, there you go, where you can create like whatever the hex zones you want. Pretty freaking sick if you ask me. That's all. I think they're showing it right there. I think um, he was just setting up the zones. Oh, no, no, they no. never actually do a very good demo of it. Okay, it's, it's more of an instructional video. Okay. Um, and then what was the other really cool one? 
They're, they're both cool. Um, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. You can hold down the Windows key and discover keyboard shortcuts. So it'll just, like, show keyboard shortcuts on the screen and tell you what you can do with them. That is freaking awesome. That's really cool. That's Yay, Power cool. Toys. Yeah. Um, anyway, so... It's like, make my own monitor Because set. I have found an 8K TV, like a 65-inch 8K TV, the pixel density is high enough that I can, I can sit right in front of it. And like, as long as you're not expecting a retina experience, no. like, as long as you're expecting something similar to like a 1440p 27-inch or something like that. actually all I want at that distance anyways. Like, reasonable? Yeah. You could create, so you could just, man, if you, could, if you got an OLED, then you could just black out the parts you don't use. So you could be like, okay, I want to be in triple monitor mode. That's okay, sweet. you know what, I want another monitor up here. That seems like the kind of thing that someone out there is probably working on, like a weird, like, like GitHub friggin' tiny program that like does this. It's like, I designed this for all the people who um, use 8K TVs as their monitors. I figure there's at least dozens of us. You so know what would be super cool is if you opened a specific application, if it knew the zone that it wanted it in, and it like enabled that and put it there right away. So that like, okay, if I open uh, like this one desktop link that I have for like the status page for Floatplane, it's gonna open it, but it's gonna put it up there in the corner. Cause I don't need to stare at this thing. Well, if it was an OLED, you wouldn't even need virtual desktops because anything that doesn't have content on it would just be black. Yeah, but I'm saying like it would, it would know to put it up there away from everything else. You know what I mean? Windows does a reasonably good job of that, doesn't it? Just putting stuff back where you left it? It's okay. Uh, this this would be, because it would be like another Chrome window or whatever. Well, Fancy Zones could take care of that. That's what I'm saying. Mm. Yeah. It would be very nice if I could do that properly. That would be sick. Okay, on the subject of, of OLED, though. Yeah. So the advantage of the BFGD is obviously the high refresh rate. You can do HDR content up to 1080p, and I don't think you can do HDR at 144 because you're... Oh, I don't know, you might be able to, but you're dealing with chroma sub... Whatever, chroma subsampling sucks because the argument that gets made by NVIDIA and their, their display partners is that, like, well, it's only really a factor when you're on the desktop because it, like, makes text look bad. I'm like, lots of games have text, guys. So, yeah. Um, so 144 doesn't make a ton of sense to me on it, but um, you can do 98 hertz with 10-bit color or... You can do 8-bit color at uh, 120 hertz and get the full HDR experience on both of those. I don't know. It, it's, it, it's got high refresh rate. It uses DisplayPort. It's got super low input lag. It's like, it's basically having a gaming monitor in my living room. So I was playing some Super Meat Boy and I was like, oh yeah. Like it just feels great. And when I was watching HDR content, because it's bright enough, it's, it hits a thousand nits peak brightness, even in the dark, I could definitely find halos, okay. but not with normal content on the screen. So like I wouldn't, like I probably wouldn't, I'd probably wanna turn it off. I'd probably wanna turn off the full array local dimming if I was playing something like Anno like a mouse-based game. But while watching but movies... in Anno, yeah. basically the whole screen's gonna be lit the whole time. Yeah, kind of. The ocean's pretty dark. 
Is it? I found it kind of distracting. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say like if you played like a horror game, or like say you were playing like Halo and you're going through one of the um, the uh, the flood missions when it gets really dark sometimes, your like aimer and stuff is probably gonna be pretty annoying. Mm-hmm. Because it's gonna glow, just around. It's gonna almost feel like you have a flashlight on. So it basically it finally got to the point where I'm willing to make that trade off. Right. In exchange for higher refresh rate. Now, with that said. OLED could be back in my living room sooner rather than later. Um, wait. Oh, I don't know if I can say this. For now, I'll be running the BFGD. <laughs> oh, okay. here's the thing I can say. So, uh, Dell actually showed off an Alienware 55-inch gaming OLED back at CES. So if that or something like that were to come along soon, that could be a compelling option as well. Especially now <laughs> that FreeSync displays can run G-Sync. Yeah. So you're not, if you're, if you want to actually, you know, drive a 4K display, you're not stuck with, uh, you know, screen tearing <laughs> or ponying up for a G-Sync display. I will be very curious to see what their pricing looks like on that. Yeah. Super Chats? Yeah. Why don't we do some Super Chats? Let's have a look here, ladies and gentlemen. Isaac said, Mousepad news? The one in the video looked cool. Um, no news yet. We're doing a mouse pad. Oh, cool. It's going to be awesome. Is it a desk pad? Oh, yeah. Nice. Is there something else that exists? I'm just making sure. Because if there is, that's stupid. <laughs> hey, uh, PowerPlay is awesome. PowerPlay? PowerPlay pads? Oh, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, Joshua says, can you create a way that Floatplane subscribers can watch via their Plex server? I don't think there's official integration, but I think, didn't someone in the community, there's, like, set something up? There's unofficial integration. Yeah, we might do something official at some point. We just have so many like hyper high priority tasks right now and we have for a while, but yeah, we might do it eventually. Yeah, do you want to give them an update? Like you guys have got kind of a crunch coming up for the 30th, if I recall correctly. We do. I wasn't going to announce it publicly, but we do. We uh, might as well. Yeah, we're we're trying to um, get 4K support, although that has to be Woo! enabled by the creators and plans have to be set up for that and like there's once it's done on our side, it's not. It's gonna probably be a while before creators actually start using it. Um, but 4K support, yearly subscriptions. I know you guys have been asking for them for freaking ever. They are finally coming. Um, some backend improvements that we need, uh, just for our own reasons, and uh, some other fun stuff as well. The the app continually gets better. Um, if, if you've had frustrations with the app in the past, I recommend you use it again. The Chromecast support has gotten way better. Uh, you can now pull videos down and keep navigating the rest of the app. There's like a bunch of other cool features. The, the biggest update that the app has ever gotten launched this week. Um, so go check that out. It and is there a lot was, slicker. There was a, a, a quick little problem with it. I don't remember what it was with the auto rotation and that's already been patched. So yeah. Are we ever going to have an iOS app? We will eventually have an iOS app. Um, Are we still actively developing it in parallel? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So when it comes out, it should be basically pretty close to feature parity. So the issues that Apple had, one of them was that if you went to go register for an account, it, you couldn't register, register for the account in the app. And they were like, no, 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 we don't like that. Okay. Um, and the other one was they were running it. That seems it. not trivial to fix. Uh, it's not as hard as you think. Okay. Um, so that's coming. But yeah. we didn't think it was important to be in this update. So okay. whatever. Um, and then the other one was uh, that it wasn't like working properly for them. But it's because they ran it in dev mode. And we like didn't expect them to do that. 
Oh. So or debug mode. Um, so I I don't know. It's by the time we fix that stuff on our end, it's going to be as far as I can tell. Even though they say an an average maximum of one day, every single time we've done anything with them, it's taken at least two weeks. So cool. it will probably be quite a while. Uh, thanks to everyone who last week. Um gave me leads on how to get in touch with Apple's PR. Uh, none of them panned out. To be clear, don't send me any more. I have definitely reached the right people. They know. They know. Yeah. They have just decided that it is not worthwhile to engage and with us. And they knew last week and they knew before last week. Yes. It's just, it's such a bizarre thing to me because their whole shtick is controlling the narrative. You can't control a narrative that you don't yeah. ever even deliver. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's bizarre. They're taking away their opportunity to get their voice in there. Um, yeah, boy. Thanks. Thanks, Home Automation X. Um, unusual user says index set active. What? <laughs> Thanks, doggo. Can I, can I eat now? I think they'll let me eat while I do super chats. Maybe that can be the new rule. Uh, Rob says watching from the Netherlands at two in the morning. Uh, what happened with not showing the kids on the channel anymore? Um, it's not that I'm formally not showing the kids on the channel. I'm just not going out of my way to show them much. Or I'm, I'm going out of my way to not show them much. I mean, my son in particular really, really wants to make videos with dad. Um, I still have misgivings about it. I may come around on that. I'm really not sure where I stand at this point. Thanks, Avian. Thanks, unusual user. Free desktop, okay. I don't even know what you're talking about. Uh, Vlad, any tips on a MOBO for a 1066 gig and an 8700K? I don't know, whatever one has like the features you need. They don't affect performance much anymore. Just, you know, Asus, Gigabyte, MSI. Does it look cool? <laughs> Yuri Eiji, I don't know how to pronounce that. So I finally subscribed to LTT on Floatplane. I have much feedback on UX. <laughs> Is it better to unsubscribe or ignore LTT videos on YouTube? What is better for the YouTube algorithm and LTT prosperity? Um, wow, I don't really think, <clears throat> I don't really think any individual's behavior is going to have a large enough impact to affect us algorithmically. The best thing is obviously to just watch them. <laughs> watch the videos twice. <laughs> um, yeah, I, it, it's impossible for me to say whether it's better to unsubscribe and then ignore it or stay subscribed and then ignore it. I think it treats you exactly the same way regardless, so should be fine. Um, when will you do another house inspection? Maybe you mean tour, UTs, or UTC, or whatever that is. Uh, we are going to do some more stuff at my house, so I'm going to do a video on the BFDD upgrade. I have to upgrade my HTPC now that I have a 4K... Um, 120 hertz gaming display in there. I'm just gonna need a little bit more horsepower. I was running a 980 Ti, so um, yeah, that'll that'll happen soon. We'll do a video about that. Uh, Not sure what that is. I don't know what usual user is talking about. But they keep sending super chats. Um, Hades says, "Do you think GeForce Now will ever get out of beta?" Yeah, probably. They seem committed enough to it at this point. Uh, Sam says, "Can LMG sponsor my high school robotics team?" Um, Probably not. It never hurts to send an email though. Um, LinusTechTips at gmail.com actually does get monitored. Please don't waste their time, guys. Uh, Corey, just want to spend more money to support LTT. Also, the merch store is the best. LTTstore.com. Thanks, Corey. Heck yeah. Uh, Ilya says, previously cheap iPhones always had something in their name showing that status. 
Now the hobo iPhone is just iPhone 11, which is kind of weird. Yes, but it also makes sense. It. He'll get used to it. It's iPhone vanilla. It's the normal one, the hobo one. It's a good name. Because like SE could be special edition. Mm-hmm. You know, R, like GT versus a GTR. Type R sounds R? cooler. Type R. There you go. So no, the iPhone should just be like the iPhone. Yep. Excuse me. Should just be iPhone. Apple never says the. Have you noticed that? It's not the iPhone. It's not the Facebook. Yeah. Everybody got rid of the a while ago. Lord Who. Hi, Sage. I'm on TV. All right. Morgan says, I swear I saw Linus holding a Zenfone 6. Is there a review coming? No. I ended up not doing a review of it because my first unit had some issues with the camera mechanism. Um, so Asus sent me another one, and then by that time it was kind of old news, and so I didn't end up reviewing it. Honestly, I wasn't a huge fan. The camera's not great. Um, I think there are... The camera's not great. Yeah, the camera's not great. I think their their flip-around mechanism is not amazing. Um, yeah, I wasn't a huge fan. It's it's a good value if you're just looking for a high-performance phone at like a reasonable price, but there's a lot of options for that. Samuel says, Jono's awesome, one of the unsung heroes of LMG. Give this to him. That's not really how Super Chats work, but I'll tell him he's awesome. Uh, here, I'll send that message now. Uh, TechX, are either of you two interested in visiting the Star Wars land that opened at Disney, or has Disney killed Star Wars for you? Wow, I, go! I, uh, I've wanted to go really badly. But I think I kind of want to go with someone, and coordinating schedules with adults to fly somewhere is, like, nearly impossible, so I don't know if I'll end up ever actually going. Uh, Disney has not ruined Star Wars for me. You just have to adopt a new mentality called headcanon, where you just kind of decide what's real. And if you headcanon out all of the recent movies, everything's just better. I'm also legitimately pretty excited about The Mandalorian, and I'm legitimately pretty excited about the uh, new Obi-Wan Kenobi show. Because it has Ewan McGregor in it. That's cheating. What do you mean? You can't just ignore the content. All right, I think I can. I've been doing it quite actively, and it's been pretty good. Okay, are you watching the third from the latest trilogy? Are you going to go see it? Probably. And then you're going to ignore it? Yep. So... I need to know why I don't care. Because uh, I think I care enough about it, if that makes sense. No, it doesn't. Or I'll wait to watch it on, like, a plane or something. I won't necessarily go see it in theater. I'm going to watch it at some point. But it doesn't matter to you that it just has no soul? What do you mean? It does matter to me that it has no soul. That's why I don't like it. But it's not dead to you because you choose to ignore the soulless part No, but people want to talk to me about it all the time because I talk about Star Wars stuff way too much. So I need to understand the context of why I don't like it. I can explain all the other recent movies, so I might as well be able to explain that one as well. I do... I have a lot of hope for The Mandalorian and the new Obi-Wan Kenobi show. Yeah, but isn't that exactly Hopefully the definition of like, will be okay. of like a blind fanboy? Based on all evidence that points to the contrary, you keep having hope and you keep being let down. I'm not, I have no hope for the movie. I only have hope for the shows. Really? And the uh, Star Wars animated series is probably my favorite digital production Star Wars ever made. Okay. Um, so, 
Mostly the later episodes and the episodes focused on the clones. But regardless. All right, it's dead to me. That's totally fine. I was yeah. always I was I don't blame you like, at all, by the way. More of a like the main movies and expanded universe guy and then I like started a business and had kids and didn't really keep up for a long time. So I was really hoping that the new movies were going to be like really imaginative and suck me right back in. Yeah. And they had so much opportunity there. They sucked. Yeah. But not me right back in. They just sucked. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I was never really into Expanded Universe. I tried to like them, by the way. So you'll be able to find WAN show clips of me talking about the merits of them. But the cold hard truth is I have not been, I have not experienced any temptation whatsoever to go back and rewatch them. It doesn't feel, and this is kind of funny because it's true, but it doesn't feel like it was made by someone who likes Star Wars. It feels like it was made by someone who has a really popular series that they know people are going to watch and they're trying to do something with it instead of just liking Star Wars. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, like that vibe comes across really heavily. I was never really that into Expanded Universe, not because I didn't like it, because I had no exposure to it. I didn't have any of the books. Right. Uh, I didn't have uh, KOTOR. I didn't even know KOTOR, KOTOR was a thing. I never played KOTOR. I have played it a little bit on stream. I tried, I tried to get into, into, it, into it, but it was like a very last gen gaming experience. Yeah. Like I tried to play KOTOR after I had already played Dragon Age Origins. I tried like, to start playing KOTOR like a year and a half ago, which was a little painful. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I had never got into EU. And then I watched the first of the new movies and I was like, Okay, there's only a few parts that I viciously hated, but some of it was okay, but they just like recreated an old movie. And then everything else since then was just way worse. So I was, I've started getting more like, I like the idea. I want to be more into Star Wars. So I started diving into EU and I'm like super aggressively into Star Wars, but just the stuff that I want to be into. And I think you have to take that approach with EU because there's some... There's some not great stuff in EU, but there's also some pure gold. Uh, Brandon says, friends can be family. Aw. Gordon, if Spotify requires location, I'm canceling. Pick up title, everyone. Wow, that's strong. Yeah. Dustin, uh, Scrapyard Wars idea. Budget used unraid server computer. That's tough because most of what makes up the cost of a storage server is hard drives, which are commodity, which are hard to find a deal on. And if you're buying them used, they're kind of sketch. Uh, Tommy Gunn says, was just watching Whole Room Water Cooling again. You need more of those crazy projects. Um, do you guys do a lot of crazy projects these days. Matter of time, you'll see crazy projects. Alex is actively working on the red camera water cooling right now. <laughs> and I have a concept for whole home water cooling. Oh, God. That would be different from the other one and probably not corrode this time. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so I'm nice. pretty excited about Good. that. Uh, Clay Toyo says, here's 50 bucks. Just got a computer technician job straight out of high school using my knowledge, which I can almost credit everything to LTT and TechWiki. Wow. That's awesome. I you guys deserve some of my first paycheck. Well, thank you very much. Glad to help. Andrew says, I got screen burn-in from Tiny Tower. <laughs> Left it on overnight for days to get more coins. Yeah, I know. Uh, I hear that. Sebastian says, OMG, first time live. Hello from Romania. Um, hey, Melkerfish. Uh, new 3DS has eye tracking that moves the 3D sweet spot. Interesting. Um, nope <laughs> says, was on Pornhub the other day. There's LTT videos there. Good to know. Um, 
Robert says, the mic really does pick up everything. Beep beep goes the alarm system. Kraken Skull says, love your content. Would love to see a home lab type video where you buy old enterprise gear on eBay. Oh, I might have a sponsor for the Krakenator. Oh, really? Yeah, we might be able to actually do that project. That's kind of fun. I haven't, I don't think I've told anyone at Full Plane about it, but that's fun. Blake says, with Channel Super Fun, you should definitely play Quidditch with one of the local teams. I think I think if we bring it back, it should be more about toys again. Personally. Yeah, that's th my personal opinion. I think with that suggestion, we're done here. <laughs> I don't know. We might. Who knows? We might. So thanks for watching, guys. See you again next week. Same bad time, Bye. same bad channel. Quidditch. Oh boy. Have you like watched the YouTube videos of people playing Quidditch? Yeah. What makes they still do it? That's some dedication. Yeah. That's uh, yeah, because like Harry Potter hasn't been cool for quite a while now. Wait, not trees. Oh, okay, and we're dead.